Hello everybody, welcome back to Moonlight Madness. I'm your host as always, Brian Brian Dash, and today I'm going to be doing the story, The Bite of 87. I hope you like it. This is uh, part two. I'll see if I can get it all handled and do the entire story tonight, but no promises. But hey, it may happen. So, let's give it a shot. Starting in 3, 2, 1, now. Brian walked into the pizzeria. Well, then I'm, I guess it's time for someone else's turn. But then again, they might try to kill me. But then again, they may not. I mean, if anything, if Chelsea has any indication, um, I'll be fine. So I might put his stuff and his guitar in his room. Then Wolfie came around. Hey, bud, what's up? Oh, hey, hey, Wolfie, how's it going? Doing all right. Doing pretty benign. How are you? I'm doing good, he said. But he thought to himself, well, apart from you killing me, that is, or trying to kill me. But he didn't say that out loud. After all, he promised them a new, a new turn. One last chance. Remember that song we used to sing together, Hunger Like the Wolf by Duran Duran? Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, yeah, I do know Duran Duran, and I knew what song that was from. Yeah, Hungry Like the Wolf, right? Yeah. Do you want to subtract with me? We're staying together. I want to see how far you approved. Alright. Wolfie turned on the soundtrack without the voices. Bam, bam. Wolfie song. Talk in the city, not as a wire. Out through the subway. And begin to play and sing the song. Then he said, Alright, Mike, this is this part where you say, where it's hungry like the wolf, you know? It's probably always the best ring ever, ready? I'm gonna hear you now. One, two, three, sing, Mike. Touch with the ground. Da -da -da -da. I'm on the hunt, I'm after you. Smell like a sound. I'm lost and I'm found. And I'm hungry like the wolf. Stride on the line, enough is a lie. I'm hound the wine, I'm after you. I smell like a sound, I'm lost in the crowd, and I'm hungry like the wolf. He began to sing. Meanwhile, as they were doing that, Mike seemed to see a tail poking out of Pirate's Landing. He looked kind of curious and strained his eyes to see in the dark. He saw a video camera. And behind the camera, ears pointed up. He saw the tip of Foxy in his ears behind the camera. He wondered what the heck. And then he remembered when they were children, or when he was a child. The flashback began as he sang. Where Mike? I'll see you. I'll see you soon. And next time you come, we can do a song together. Wolfie said, 
And he walked off. In the flashback, that is. Mike went to Foxina and said, Foxina, Foxina, guess what, guess what? What is it? She said. Wolfie said, next time I come to the pizzeria, we can sing a song together on stage. That's wonderful. And guess what? When that time comes, I will bring a video camera and I'll film your first singing session together. How does that sound? That'd be awesome, Foxina. Well then, it's done, Mikey. And she smiled. Back to the present time. He missed those days. But was there a chance that those days would ever come back? He didn't know at the time. All he knew, though, was he was having the time of his life. By the end of the song, Wolfie began to teach Mike more pointers on how to sing, like the rock stars whom he adored. As time went on, the night quickly came to an end. Mike was having so much fun and felt like he just got there. By the time that the night ended, He'd said to Wolfie that, Wolfie, you can call me Mikey, and, and also, I love your music. And they high-fived. Mike was uncomfortable around Wolfie. Wolfie returned and said, all right, Dustin, your turn. Boxina said, what about me? Boxina, I'm saving you for last, after all. Not only are you his favorite, so it would be pretty much in like sin for you. But on top of all that, you were the one that did try to kill him. And almost did too, if it wasn't for the picture flying out of his pocket. So, it's okay. Dustin, you're up next. Go, bro. Foxina disagreed, but she understood that Wolfie just had her best interest in heart. The very next night, Mike arrived once again at the pizzeria. And Dustin met him at the door. Hey bro, what's up? Oh, hey Dustin. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Anyway, so, I know we had kind of a rough thing, you know, with the whole trying to, uh, annihilate you little incident. Oh, thanks, I was just about to, uh, short that off, but I'm glad that you think it was just a minor incident. No, man, don't put, don't put no words in my mouth. I didn't say it's minor, it was just a misunderstanding. Anyway, I'm here for you tonight, man. You want to talk a little bit? Remember when you were a kid and I used to stick up for you? Mike thought back to that time. Where kids were picking on him. And then Dustin came up and said, Hey, you kids, get out of here. Get away from them. Lock it off. Leave them alone. Oh, look, it's one of the ugly animatronics. <laughs> so stupid and lonely. 
even outcast upon outcasts. Even the losers don't hang around with fake robot friends. Fake friends, huh? Well, if I'm a fake friend, I'm not any faker than you, he said. Which, for some reason, really hurt the kids' feelings when they ran away, crying profusely. Later on, that day, Dustin told him, Mike, you having a problem, man? Don't worry. I'll always be here for you, no matter what. I'll always have your back. Mike appreciated that, and he also really loved Dustin. Dustin was probably one of his favorites, apart from Foxina. As the days went on, they grew closer together, and he was almost like a big brother. Back at the present time, they heard a loud sound. That's when they heard Chelsea say, Sorry, I was turning on my sound cloud. I didn't mean to make that sound. Continue. That's Chelsea for you, Dustin said. Mike smiled and said, yeah, that's why we love her. And they began to laugh and tell jokes all night. Again, the night passed by really fast. As they talked. It was about 5.59, and Dustin said, All right, you always want to fool around with the drums, right? Yeah. Well, do it real fast, and then you got to keep it to your office. All right. And he fooled around playing with the drums a little bit. Dustin clapped after the clock chimed, saying, Right on, man. Keep this up. I won't have a job for much longer. And he laughed. Oh, I'm not that good. Man, you make me seem like an old has-been, man. You are the bomb. Uh, thanks, Dustin. Uh, no problem, mate. See ya. See ya, Dustin. Bye. Bye, man. And soon enough, the next night happened. And it was finally Foxy and his turn. Foxina went up to him and said, Hey there, Mike. Hey, Foxina. How did you go last night? Well, Wolfie, Dustin, and Chelsea all had a right to call me Mikey again, and I trust them completely. Well, can we try? Sure, Foxina. And Foxina sat in her rocking chair and said, Remember those times where you used to sit on my lap? In this old chair? And I used to tell you pirate stories? I remember. I miss those days. Well, they're not too big for me. What do you mean? I mean Mikey. Sorry, Mike. Hey, Foxina, it's okay. You you can call me Mikey. After all, you told me the truth, so I do trust you enough, at least you call me by my little nickname. We all felt bad 
about what happened, Mike. We didn't know. But we all decided to do this for one reason. To get our family back on track. We felt awful for what we did. (laughs) And I'm sorry. I was the worst. I should have known. Hey. Roxana. We had no idea. Still. You were the baby of the family. And we should have known. I, most of all, should have known. I saw you as my son, Michael. As a son of mine. Mike was shocked. She never used his full name before. Michael. Mike said, Foxina, call me Mikey. You don't have to be formal with me, Mom. Foxina's ears went up. What did you say? I said you don't have to be formal with me, Mom. Her ears laid back. Not in anger, but as if she was saying, Oh, that's so cute. But she didn't say that. But her body language told it all. She ran to Mike and wrapped her arms around him and gave him a nice, tight, but not too tight, hug. And she kissed him on the forehead. I love you, Mike. You will always be my baby. I love you too, Foxina. And you'll always be my mother. They began to tell pirate stories and run and play like they used to when Mike was younger. By the end of the night, Foxina has done nothing but make Mike trust her again. Probably more so than originally he did. Foxina went back on stage. That's when Mike got a call on his phone. And all the animatronics listened in. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Hey, I know your shift just ended, but we have a party tomorrow. If you want to get paid 235 bucks for this week, um, we were willing to raise your pay to double that amount if you do this party for us. But staying close to the robotics, and make sure no kids get on stage. There's been a malfunction going on with Wolfie yesterday, and we have no idea how how or what's going on. All the animatronics looked at Wolfie. Wolfie said, "It it's probably n- nothing. I, I'm in complete control. That's when Dusty came out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, you're under complete control, all right. Complete control. My control. Dusty, free him. Look, 
I'm not going to let him out of my control. I'm going to press this button. Whenever I want something done, it's going to happen. And you press the button. Now, there's going to be someone that's going to get hurt tomorrow. He looked at Mike. You can guess who I hope it's going to be. But I'll suffer anyone. And Dusty walked away. Dustin, Chelsea, Wolfie, and Mike looked at each other and said, Gotta make sure that tomorrow goes okay without a hitch. Unfortunately, though, they're not that lucky. October 26th, 1987. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeremiah. Happy birthday to you. They began to sing to the birthday boy. As Jeremiah ate birthday cake, Jeremy and Rose were playing. Jeremy was trying to sneak over to Pirate's Landing before the show began. Hey, where are you going? Asked the birthday, asked the girl named Rose. Jeremy said, I just want to see Foxina. She's always my favorite. And they met Foxina. And Foxina waved to them and said, Hey, how you guys doing? Wow, she's very nice, but I still like Wolfie. She smiled and waved at Wolfie. Wolfie winked and waved back. Then they went to go play with Wolfie. Wolfie and them were playing alone when a boy named Nate came up. Well, 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 if it isn't crybaby Rose and the little little baby. Aw, look at that. You have a crybaby friend, Jeremy. I'm not a crybaby, Jeremy said, stuttering. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And he grabbed Jeremy by the shirt. Time for pounding. Wolfie's eyes immediately turned red. Leave him alone, he said, and he stood in front of him. Oh, yeah? And what are you going to do, Nate said. He grabbed Nate by the arm. Wolfie did. There's a lot of things I can do, child. He dragged him back to his mother and said, This, this young one's been a bad rock and roller. Trash talking other members of my band, he said. In his best show voice. Oh, I am so sorry. I'm not, Nate said. Wolf said, it's going right, ma'am. And turned back to the, to Rose and Jeremy. When his back was turned, Nate stuck his tongue out at him. The mother said, Nate. And then Wolfie left and went back to the, 
two kids, letting the mother deal with her unruly child. Then, in a fit of anger, Nate broke away from his child and pushed Wolfie from behind. Instinctually, Wolfie turned around and bit the kid on the head. He did not release his grab until he felt the brain that he part that he was biting crack off and enter his mouth, and get ground up by the gears inside of him. Nate fell to the ground. It was hard to tell, but he was still breathing and was still alive. As blood came from Wolfie's mouth, Wolfie said, I, I, I didn't mean to. I, he, I just, I didn't mean to. Oh no. Mike's eyes grew wide, and the boss said, That's it. Scrap them. Scrap all of them. Mike said, But boss, boss, man, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. It was just a malfunction. Here. And Mike gave the mother his insurance card to make sure that the child could get a transplant or part of the brain re-added or whatever. It was just his frontal lobe which can be replaced, Mike thought. And said, I, I'm a mechanic. And he showed him a card showing that he was... In fact, a licensed mechanic. I'll fix them. Just please, give them another chance. Foxina was shocked. A few nights ago, they tried to kill Mike, and now Mike was coming to the defense like it was a... Then she thought, he must really trust us. Even after seeing Wolfie did... That's my boy. The boss said, Alright, fine. We'll give you a shot, but if he's still broken in the morning, then not only are you fired, we will not pay you for working these nights, and you will be fined. Quite insanely. And we'll figure out a thing or two to do with you afterwards. Yes, sir. Mike eventually fixed Wolfie. The next morning, they saw that all the electronics were in working order. They found Dusty and locked him in the back room. Mike worked there for never for another thirty years. After a little bit, the owner died, and left Mike the longest-lasting employee, and the closest thing he had to a family member in charge of the pizzeria. So Mike now owned it. Now he lived there with his family, his true animatronic family, Wolfie the Wolf, his father figure, Foxina the pirate vixen, the closest thing he had to a mother. So when he saw as his mother Chelsea the turtle, the closest thing he had to a good, loving aunt. And finally, Dustin the rock and roll singing back, the drummer of the band, the closest thing he had to a good, caring uncle. They promised to be by each other's side, and they had many adventures. 
What adventures, you may ask? Well, you'll hear the adventures, eventually. But when another adventure begins, first one must end. And this adventure has come to an end. But do not worry. Plenty more stories with Mike and his family are left to be told. And trust me, this is not where the menace ends. This is merely just the beginning of the entire stories of Wolfie, Foxina, Dustin Chelsea, and Michael. And from those stories, the madness will endure forever. Thank you. And the end. I hope you all enjoyed the Bite of 87, um, the extended edition. I added a different story. Instead of Jeremy being a new guard who is bit, um, you can find that in season one. Um, in this story, I decided to make it a child instead that was bit. I hope y'all liked it. If you liked this video, please punch the like button in the face like a boss. As always, high fives all around. Bro-pa. I'm going to have your help playing count three. One, two, three. Here we go. Arr, thank you for watching this video, everyone. And of course, if you want more videos by me, do not worry because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you, everyone, and good night. And of course, keep your eyes peeled out there because the madness never ends. Now, thank you, and good night.